Hey, what's up, guys? It's Joel. If you guys haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Heat vs. the World podcast. And now, stand up. And make some noise for your host, Joel Jacob. What's up, Heat Nation? Welcome to the Season 3 premiere episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joel Jacob. And you can follow me on Twitter at JoelKJacob underscore. Without further delay, let's meet today's correspondents. First, we got George. Yo, yo, what's up? We got Julius. Yo, 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 what's good, what's good? We got Anthony. 98 more to go, yo. Man, come on now. We got Flash. What's going on? What's going on? And we got Monster. What's good, everybody? All right, so we got so much to talk about, but before we get into all that offseason chatter, let's talk about the NBA draft for a quick second. As the Miami Heat selected Nikola Jovic with the 27th pick, despite rumors that the Heat would trade this pick, the Heat ended up surprising people by actually selecting someone. So with all that being said, what's everyone's reaction to the Heat selecting Nikola Jovic? Start us off, George. Yeah, I think this was a situation of um, I picked the best available, but we actually got uh, pretty lucky with with Jovic. I feel, feel like he um, he fell on the draft a little bit based on his capabilities. He's a solid six six ten um, stretch big, can can really do it all, and he's he's got um, you know pretty good experience at the the professional level. So uh, I feel like it's a steal. He's he he looks excited and looks ready to go, um, and barring anything massive i feel like he's someone that could fit the rotation quite well uh i feel like spo definitely sees him as a a uh, raw uh, prospect as well so he's got a lot of a lot of good a lot of work but a lot of upside as well he can shoot the three he's um you know being 610 he can he can handle the ball as well so you know, this is definitely you know a, a dream pick for us as well someone that hopefully in the near future, can uh, contribute and, and play next to Bam as well, stretch the floor. So uh, this is nothing but excitement coming down from um, you know from Heat Nation for this pick, and uh, I feel like you know he's got massive upside and can't wait to see what he does. Right, and what about you, Julius? Yeah, um, I think he's a good pickup. Average about I think he averaged about eleven. I want to say 11, and he shot like about 42% from the field, 35 from the three. He reminds me a lot of Singoon because he can play make uh, at the four at a big frame. Uh, I think he's going to be good to bring off like off the bench in his first year and learn under Bam. And I think he has a lot of defensive 
potential too as well. So I think that's a great pickup for y'all. And with the way the Heat is with their defense, I think he's going to fit right in because he can shoot the ball, take some pressure off of just depending on Tyler to get off get off a backdoor cuts because he can stretch the floor. Ray, how about you, Anthony? Man, I'm thrilled. I, I usually do a lot of draft research prior to the draft, but the way this season ended obviously was all sad. Didn't do too much draft talk uh, or research prior to one week before when I was looking at one mock draft and I saw the name Nikola Jovic. And obviously I thought it was very interesting. I looked him up and I fell in love with him instantly. I never thought he'd fall to the heat, but needless to say, when I saw Adam Silver say Nikola, I was super thrilled. I love the Sagoon comparison just because he's a big, could shoot a little bit, playmate. Uh, hopefully he has a great career in Utah, but we'll see. Ray, and you, Flash? <laughs> I called it. I called this like three weeks before the draft. Nikola Jovic is an incredible prospect who is a parking cone on defense, but we'll work on it. But he's a very, very, very complete offensive player. He's 6'10", six, 6'11". Six, six, I don't know what people have him as. By next year, he'll be 6'8", like they did Bam. Um, but he'll be a great prospect for us. I think he can stretch the floor. And the most, the thing that threw me off was when I watched his highlights and his scouting report, he was an initiator on the pick and roll. He wasn't the roller. He was the initiator. So I'm very looking forward to that Bam Jovic pick and roll. Let's get it. <laughs> I can't wait, bro. And what's, what's on your mind, Monster? Yeah, I agree with what most of the people have said. He's, probably not in the heat's timeline for this upcoming season because he is 19 years old but he can really stretch the floor and he provides like that offensive spark a stretch big type of player that the heat really desperately needed last year so if he can develop into someone who can be a defender that can be relied upon he will just get like a lot of minutes because he's going to provide that shooting and at least some solid defense so i really like that pickup especially the 27th pick Right. You know, and it it was interesting because like I mentioned earlier, we didn't know if Miami was going to make any moves with this pick, but they ended up using it. And I can't wait to see what's ahead for this guy, Ovich. And it's going to be really interesting. Like, I know, Flash, you got something you want to add? Yeah, he's also something I forgot to say. I saw in the scouting report and the videos I've been watching. He's actually a very good offensive rebounder which is going to play really good for us if if somebody who we're going to talk about later leaves the heat. Man, I, I hate that you brought that up at the end. But, you know, that is another good point, though, that you brought up with Jovic being a great rebounder, too. And overall, like, obviously, it's going to take some time. But if there's any team that's going to be capable of developing someone like Nikola Jovic, it's definitely the heat. So, We'll see what happens from there. And, you know, I heard one joke everyone brings up is that, you know, Pat Riley was watching the movie Hustle on Netflix, and that's where he got the inspiration when it came to picking Jovic. And we saw how Bo Cruz turned out. So hopefully we see the same thing with Jovic. But it's going to be very fun to see how he progresses into his career. And until then, let's just keep talking about what's going on right now, especially as it's time to talk about the off season. And there are many things that lies ahead for this team. So when looking at how this team performed last season, what are some needs that you guys believe the Heat should address? You're up first, Jew. Um, for me, I think y'all just need more offensive weapons. Like y'all's defense is amazing. Y'all have y'all really deep. It's just the offense when it comes to playoff time is very stagnant. 
like obviously I'm not saying y'all y'all are always gonna be in like contention for any like star player, it seems like. So like obviously maybe Bradley Bill, if he comes there, that'd be great. That's gonna help take pressure off Jimmy, not just worry about Tyler pin downs or just Duncan come off a screen or something like that. You can actually run more motion offense and stuff like that. Also adding a guy like, I don't know, Otto Porter, uh, stuff like that, especially since it seems like y'all may be losing PJ Tucker, but for the most part, like, yeah, like Otto Porter would be a great guy to be in Miami. Uh, everyone seems to like him. He's, he's a good guy that can, He's like a he's a glue type of guy. He can make the locker room better. He can make guys hold help hold them accountable. And I just think that's one of the main main targets y'all should definitely go for in the offseason. I agree. And you, Anthony? Well, as far as improvements in the offseason, there's been all this talk about free agents and trade targets, of course. But truthfully, I don't think there's been enough of an emphasis on internal improvement. Two of your three best players are less than 24 years old. And I believe if Bam and Tyler can reach their full potential, those are the two guys that can really take you to the next level. With Bam, I really want to see him step up his offensive game, maybe get a couple moves in the post, or maybe just learn that he can shoot. Maybe I'm not even saying stretch out to the three, but I'd like to see him take, you know, five to six mid-range jump shots for the game. And Tyler, you really just want to see him get healthy and then in the, get in the weight room so he can get a little bit bigger and not be a complete turnstile on defense where he was. But I think if you can get the internal improvement from those two guys, I think you have a really great chance going into next season. Right. And what do you think, Flash? Right. So I've seen so many people on Twitter right after the NBA finals, right after we got eliminated, uh, the Eastern Conference finals, say, oh, the Heat need more size. They need that perfect seven footer to play next to Bam. They need better, more defenders because Tyler and Duncan are turnstiles. And the, the reality is our defense is fine. It might take a hit if P.J. Tucker ends up leaving, but our defense is fine. Uh, I think the more concern is getting a, somebody that can score because there be there are times where Jimmy Butler's off the floor, even when he's on the floor, that we can go a stretch of three, four, five minutes with scoring one or two field goals. So somebody that can pick up the slack scoring is probably the most important necessity, in my opinion. I think hopefully the internal development of, uh, of Tyler Hero continues to rise. He's been improving every single year. So if that keeps going, maybe he can handle more of that. If we get Oladipo back and he's healthy, that would be pretty good. But, yeah, overall, I just think we need scoring. I agree. And let's see, Monster, you? Yes, yeah, so I agree with what most of the, what has been said, but I think if we look at what the Heat did really well last year, it was obviously their defense, and they're actually a pretty good three-point shooting team. Uh, I think their biggest holes were rebounding. They're one of the worst rebounding teams in the NBA, and for whatever reason, they turn the ball over a lot. And of course, their offense needs to get better, but I think ways to plug in these holes for the heat is just to get somebody doesn't necessarily have to be a big to match up with bam, just somebody else who could help with rebounding another forward and also get somebody who could run the point guard. Cause at this point in his career, Kyle Lowry is a bit old. He's been showing up out of shape. He's probably not the most reliable guy to be the point guard and having a backup like Gabe Vincent is also not the best thing for the Miami heat. If they really want to win a championship. So I think to plug in those holes, they need another forward another stretch four possibly and another point guard someone who could actually facilitate the offense when jimmy's out or when jimmy's playing as well right and just one thing like make sure you don't bring up 
uh, Kyle being out of shape in front of a Raptors fan because they'll come after you for that. So uh, let's screw them fans. <laughs> uh, let's see, George, you. Yeah, there was a lot of um, a lot of optimism coming into this offseason. I felt like we had a big chance of landing, uh, you know, someone kind of big. I feel like that's just the that's the fan stream, though. You know, we we always sitting and wanting to, but you know, the the Donovan Mitchells and the Kyrie's, the Kevin Durant's, you know, the talk, the talk is, 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 is great until, you know, something doesn't work out, but <clears throat> there's definitely ways this, this roster can improve. I think we saw, you know, some really, really great points from, from people, uh, sorry, great points from players uh, throughout the season, late in the season as well. You know, Gabe Vincent showed that he could be a great, you know, a really, really reliable piece, uh, good point guard behind Vincent, but there's definitely things we have to work on. Now the, the report that, PJ is um, accepting, you know, he's not going to accept any other offers except for the Philadelphia offers by a Philadelphia account. So, you know, until I see an official report, I'm not going to believe anything I see. Uh, if, if the offer is 10 mil, uh, you know, three years in a row, I, I see why Miami wouldn't want to match that deal because who's going to want to pay a player when he's 40, 10 mil, uh, you know, for the next you know three years. But... I'm. I feel like there's still really good pieces out there. I feel like we can also put to, together a really nice package for anyone that wants to, um, you know, wants to relocate. But I feel like the Dwayne Dedman slot needs to be filled ASAP because we saw post All Star break, he stopped coming the mechanic and he was looking like the broken down car himself. He, he couldn't rebound, really couldn't move up the, up the floor. Uh, his shooting went down as well. So I feel like we need to put someone behind Bam that's, you know, got, got a bit, you know, of younger legs under him. I feel like Jovic coming in really puts, you know, puts us in a good spot to not not back up Bam, but I feel like see someone that could play next to Bam. So a nice backup center, probably, you know, someone like Mo Bamba. He's kind of fallen out of favor a little bit in Orlando. So I feel like we can offer, you know, something in a region of what he's worth. Uh, I, I don't know his, his market value, but I don't feel, feel like it's going to be that high. So someone like that coming in could be, you know, cool, could be quite good. Uh, scoring as well, you know, Otto Porter's a name that keeps getting pulled up. I don't feel like he's going to cost that much. I know he's an NBA champion now, but I, I don't feel like he's going to be asking anything over about 12 to 15 million uh, for two years, three years. I feel like a deal like that could get it done pretty easily. So, look, there's definitely avenues we can go down. Free agents hasn't started, and everyone's already talking about running it back. But, you know, we've still got pieces to move. We've still got a lot, a lot to, that we need to see to fold out. So, you know, it, it, it's still optimism, but we're going to figure out what we're going to have to do. Right. And I, I think, know you got something you want to add, Flash. Yeah. I think we're overstating the whole need a backup center thing because I think. Year seven was a rookie last year and not thinking he can progress through the offseason. It's kind of shallow, like, I mean, narrow-minded because I think he he's probably going to be the backup center and he's going to be really good at it, in my opinion. And no offense, George, but going after somebody like Mo Bamba, who's Dwayne Dedman with a rap song, I'm not into that. Wow. So <laughs> so that's interesting because I know there are a lot of Heat fans out there that do want Mo Bamba. Like, do any of you guys feel the same way? Like, George, like, what do you think about the whole Mo Bamba argument? Since I know you're pro-Mo. Pro-Mo, I, I like that. Um, this man said pro-Mo. That was fantastic. <laughs> it made me happy. Um, 
look, I feel like someone at his size actually offers a lot, like a lot that we need as well. Like uh, we put emphasis before on rebounding. If he's a pure seven footer, seven foot two or three, I forgot what he is, but um, he stretches the floor as well. So if he's not going to cost that much, I feel like putting someone behind him that's actually got experience at, you know, playing high minutes and stuff like that. I, I, I like your seven. I really do. But he's such a raw prospect at this point in time. I'm not, I'm not saying yes, a hundred percent Mo, but I'm not saying no to your seven either. If he can really show out in, in summer league and, and put together, you know, a good route. I'm, I, I don't see why he can't fill that slot, but at the moment, I'd like to see someone who fits the timeline a little bit better. Right. And Monster, I know you got something you want to say yourself. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Mo Bamba. For me, somebody who's been on the Magic for, what, the last two to three years and never really cracked the rotation, I just wouldn't want that guy on this team. I think this team has high aspirations to actually win a championship. I know a lot of Heat fans are kind of like up in shambles now that, oh, we're not that close, we're not that close. But this team finished number one in the East. And we were one, basically one shot away from making the finals. I mean, the Heat are really close. And I don't think adding someone like Mo Bamba, like no offense, no disrespect, he's a good player, but I, I just don't think he's on this timeline. He, he's not the type of guy who's going to come in and provide solid defense. He, he's, he's kind of small framed. I, I just don't see him fitting in with this team and actually making them better. I really don't. All right. And let's see, Ju, you? Um, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I think Mo Bamba is really good especially last season, which was probably his best season. He averaged about, I think, like a career high, which isn't that much, like 10.6, 11 points, eight rebounds. But he shot about 38% from the three, and he was playing about 25 minutes, and he played about 71 games. He can stay healthy when he when he's actually conditioned everything, it seems like. And he finally seems to be conditioned. And he averaged about, what, two blocks? I want to say 1.7, 1.8, just rounded up to two. He's a good defender. If you if you have Mo Bamba coming in off your bench as your backup center, I just think that that has a, a extra uh, a extra level of depth that y'all kind of need, especially with big men. But I think he's I think he's pretty good for y'all's timetable. I think next season, I think next season for sure he's gonna have a really solid defensive year, especially whatever team he's on, too. Especially if he's on a team like the Heat, where y'all are so good defensively, it just helps him raise his defensive ceiling. If if y'all get what I'm saying. Right. You know, it's it's definitely gonna be interesting to see what the Heat do because you know, not only is there Mo Bamba, but like there's so many names out there. And, you know, it's definitely going to be interesting trying to get someone, especially to fill in the void that um Deadman is going to leave behind, assuming that he ends up leaving. So, I mean, I honestly wouldn't be too opposed to the idea of Mo Bamba. I know for all my anti-Mo people here, you guys did bring up some good points regarding why you didn't want him. So, it would be interesting for um, either side, you know, regarding whether or not you want him or you don't. Like, it's going to be interesting. So with that being said, we talked a lot about, you know, what's out there for Miami. And, you know, next up, I want to talk about the free agents that are on this team right now. Because the Heat have to make some important decisions regarding who stays and who goes. The Heat have six free agents this offseason, with those guys being P.J. Tucker, Victor Oladipo, Caleb Martin, Dwayne Dedman, Udonis Haslam, and Markeith Morris. When hearing this list of free agents for the Heat, who do you guys believe Miami should prioritize, and which players do you guys think will be headed elsewhere before the start of next season takes place? 
Um, let's see. We'll start off with you, Anthony. All right. I've been quiet because I think I have an unpopular opinion here. I honestly believe that Dwayne Dedman will be back on this team and he should be back on this team. Now, I fully understand that he was terrible in the playoffs and he shot like 0 of 13 from three. But listen, he's going to be a minimum guy. And for someone who's going to be on a minimum contract, I don't believe you're going to find much better than that. Mo Bamba's okay. He has a lot of potential, and that's what the Heat do. They bring potential out of guys. I like Nerlens Noel, but I don't think those will be minimum contract guys. And for this Heat team, I don't want to spend a lot of money. They don't have a lot of money, first of all. And second of all, I don't want to just be throwing, you know, multi-year deals to guys, and now all of a sudden you, you, you're losing salary cap space. Now, now, you are getting tradable contracts, but we said the same thing in 2016, and then next thing you know, we're paying Ryan Anderson to like 2030. So I think Dwayne Dedman will be back, and for a minimum deal, I'll take it. On the flip side of things, I guess, I think guys like Victor Oladipo and Kalen Martin will unfortunately be gone because I, think, I don't think the Heat can afford to pay them. I think you'll have bad teams out there, maybe like a Sacramento, that's going to throw a lot of money at those guys, and unfortunately, they're going to leave. As far as P.J. Tucker, that's the one guy I would have bet my life that he would have stayed here. The reports are definitely a little concerning, but I still don't want to put a lot of credibility into that just because you could see how much P.J. Tucker loved it here. I, I really find it hard to believe he'd want to go to Philly. Uh, I don't think they would stiff him on the money just because Pat Riley has said, you know, and Mickey has said when they have a contender, they will spend. And obviously for a guy like him, I think they will spend. So I believe he'll be back. And then lastly, Udonis has him. He could stay here as long as he wants. And if you think differently, then you could turn in your Heat fandom bad because he could stay as long as he wants. All right. And, you know, I just want to say, like, PJ, if you're listening to this, remember last year in the playoffs, the Sixers fans was chanting that you suck and stuff. So if you really want to play for a garbage fan base like that, like, that's on you. I get it. Money talks. But come on now, bro. You know how it is here with Heat Nation. And let's see you, Flash. You started something that I was going to say, Joel, so I'm going to continue it. This is on the off chance that P.J. Tucker listens to Heat vs. the World. This is my message to you, P.J. Tucker. If you want to go and you want to chase a bag, by all means, go. But do not go to that poor city of Philadelphia that nobody likes, who have awful fans. And did I say nobody likes? Yes. Anywhere but Philadelphia, you can go. You can go get your money. Don't go to Philadelphia, please. This is dependent on my mental health. Don't do that. But um, we have, what, six free agents from our own roster. We have Victor Oladipo, Caleb Martin, P.J. Tucker, Dwayne Dedman, Markeith Morris, Udonis Haslam. Well, the Udonis Haslam one is easy. He can stay as long as he wants to, and if you don't agree – kind of like Anthony said, you can go to hell. And I think we can afford to bring back Victor Oladipo because we own his his bird rights. So I think we will make a play for Oladipo to come back. I think he will be back. I don't think Caleb Martin's coming back. He, last year in 2022, I wanted to say that Caleb and Depot were kind of similar to each other. So getting two of the same player wouldn't be beneficial to us. And I'd rather have the potential of a healthier Victor Royal Depot coming back in 2022 to be, to be there. I think that 
I don't want Dwayne Dedman back. I think we have a year seven. I think he'll be fine. I don't want Markeith Morris back because sadly he got destroyed by the by the Morris. By I mean, so I'm sorry by the Jokic people. Screw them. But I don't want him back. He's just going to take spot on the bench. So there's a few like roster spots to fill, and I think that's exciting for defense. I think we're not going to do anything. We're going to have to do something. So. Yeah, I pretty much covered everybody. And I think one more time, PJ, don't go to Philly. That place sucks. Man, I could not agree anymore specifically with that PJ thing. Like, if there's any team PJ could have went to, like, Philly just makes me sick to my stomach. So, PJ, if you are listening to this, just please, for the love of God, do not go to Philly. Like, come on now. Please, bro. And then let's see. Monster, you? Yeah, I'm with you guys on PJ. I would love if he stays, but I'm just going to take that assumption that he's gone. He's going to Philly. I mean, if they're really offering him that three-year, $10 million a year at that stage in his career, I mean, I would do it. I mean, who wouldn't when you're 37, 38, earning $10 million a year? So I'm going to assume that he's gone. But with the remaining free agents we've got, I don't know. I really liked Wayne Dedman as well. I thought he was pretty good, especially in the backup role. Especially during the season, we had a lot of injuries, and he came and filled in his role and he played pretty well for us. The playoffs was a little bit different, but it's okay. There's always room to grow. thought he was a pretty solid backup center. And the next guy we should definitely get back is Victor Oladipo. He's coming off another serious injury again in his career. I, I think this is not the Victor Oladipo. That's going to be the same guy. It's not the Victor Oladipo that we're going to see next year. He's going to have a full off season to come back and work on his game and get back healthy. This is a guy that could really turn this Heat team into like another, into another level. He could be a solid shooting guard. He could play solid defense. I really like him for this team. And in terms of everybody else, you can kind of find other players instead of Caleb Martin or Markeith Mortis to fill out the roster. So I'm not too worried about bringing those guys back. And then I completely agree with Haslam. There's no reason for him not to be on this team. He's such a great locker room presence. And if you don't like him, just go to hell, honestly. <laughs> okay, I love I love the Lola is crying and throwing up right now in the group chat. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to you, Lola, if you listening to this. So <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I, I hate the negativity right there with PJ. I'm not ready to give up on him just yet, but you know, everything else I think you were spot on with. Um, let's see, uh George. Yeah, there's definitely a couple things I want to address. First and first and mostly, um, we need to package has him in a trade and send him out of here. He's done, finished. I don't want to hear Get out. Get out. I'm joking. I'm joking. All right. Um, but seriously, Dwayne Dedman looked like a shell of himself. He can only play half a season. He's not the player we think he is. He played amazing when he filled in the, ro- the gap when Bam went out with his thumb surgery. Um, you know, we're very grateful. Thank you for that. But Post All-Star break, he was nothing short of uh, unreliable. So he's got to go. We have to age down and drop, and you know, drop the age for him, for his position, because he just doesn't have the legs there anymore. I feel like his replacement has to be a priority for us. But I'm sitting here thinking, with, if PJ is on the move, and, and like I said before, I don't believe that for, uh, at the moment because unless all these, you know, someone else besides a Philly uh, official will come out and say that, 
I, I, I just can't believe it until then. But we have to really put the effort into trying to f- keep some of these players. Uh, Depot, I don't feel like he'll leave. I feel like he's done his year and a half of rehab here. He he came, played four games, got injured, came back and played you know, 20 games after. But I, I feel like he's working with Miami still. You know, still speaks volumes to what he what he has to do for his loyalty, for for his for his personal brand as well. I feel like the best move for him would be signing a short term deal in Miami, um, really proving himself, and then getting the bag after. I feel like he's still young enough to achieve, um, you know, another pretty high contract. But I I just don't see him signing a four year deal right now. You know, I don't think any team besides Sacramento would be you know uh, would take a gamble on that. So I still think Oladipo coming back is, is on the cards and is pretty likely. Uh, out of all the players you mentioned before, Caleb Bunn, I feel like he's going to want a kind of a, a bigger contract as well. Someone in his position, I would, like, I would be expecting you know, something in the range of 7 to $10 million, uh, say basically just, just under what PJ is asking. But I still think that we have, if we can get these contracts on the books, these, these movable $10 million contracts, which in today's NBA isn't really a hindrance. It's more of an asset, especially when you're looking at trade situations to make the money work. I feel like anything under 10 is, is a pretty pretty good and pretty movable contract if we want to make moves down the road. But Martin played, played a great role. He's, in a, he's a great defender for, for his size. He, um, he can shoot when he wants to, but he's, not, he's nothing out of this world. He's definitely got facets of his game that need work. But look, Deadman... I, I, I don't want him, I don't want to see him anywhere back in a heat unit form. I don't care. I think we need to replace him. Depot want to come back, Haslam come back. Um Martin, PJ, these players are crucial to, to keeping the core together and then making moves outside of that. So look, we've got a lot lot to unfold, a lot to see, but it's gonna be exciting nonetheless. Right. And one thing I'll say with PJ is that like this is my opinion. Like, personally, you know, something to say to just keep it optimistic with him is that, you know, it, this is probably his manager, I mean, his agent that's leaking this stuff, you know, trying to see if Miami could go a little up with their deal, perhaps. Now, we'll see what exactly happens. I still got my hopes up that Jimmy and I'm, I'm sorry, that PJ ends up coming back to the Heat. It's going to be tough, and I know a lot of concerns people have with him and his age and stuff, but, you know, it just sucks if he does end up leaving because we know how much he screams heat culture and how he should have been on this team a long time ago. So, you know, well, I'm just still going to be optimistic about it. I know, you know, a lot of you guys, a couple of you guys here, and then people listening to this, you guys might feel down, especially with the reports that are coming out. But I'm going to stay strong for now. Until I get that Shams or Woj report that it's official, I'm going to stay confident. And then, Julius, what's your take? Um, For me, I'm a Rockets fan, so I love PJ. I, I, PJ, it, for him to still be getting a chance, if the rumors are true, to be making 10 mil at the age of 40, I'm taking it. That's just me personally. I think most of us are if we're 47 or we're 37 and we get an offer like that. So I'm pretty sure he's gone, but we don't know if it's for sure. But I love PJ. Any team he's on, I, I support. Like, when he was on the Heat, I support. When he was on the Bucks, I, I supported him. Like, I just love PJ. It's just how it is. Oladipo, he's not that – I don't know. It's, he's an iffy guy. Like, 
in the playoffs against the Celtics, he was what? He shot four for 12 in a game seven, two for six, one for seven, seven for 16, one for four, two for eight, and two for nine. That's just not going to cut it. But he's always been that guy. Like he's, he's, he's an inefficient shot shucker at times, but he, when he's hot, he's hot. So if you want to take that risk and re-sign him back and just hope that maybe he takes less of a role and not less of a role, but more of like a, a bench, like he starts maybe some games, but then sometimes some games you may put him on the bench role and like have him control the bench. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, UD. It's UD. Uh, he's going to stay on the heat for the rest. Of, he's basically a coach at this point. Um, I would love to see y'all keep Morris and Caleb Martin, but I don't know. I don't think y'all can keep both. So one of the two going to have to go. And if I had to choose to keep one, I'd keep Caleb Martin. He's young. He's up and coming. It, they're both really good, but I like Caleb Martin more because he's younger. Uh, and that's just kind of my thing on it. Dwayne Dedman, I think he should go, especially if y'all are looking to add a better rim protector big that comes off the bench. Because, like, when Bam's on the floor, it's really bad. And so I just don't think Dwayne Dedman is the guy for y'all to sign. So I would just stay away from him as a whole. Right. It's going to be interesting to see what the Heat decide. And I know, George, you got something you want to add on. Yeah, just just a quick point. I remember last year on this point in time when when rumors coming out that players were taking contracts, uh, you know, with, with teams before the the start of free agency, it's considered tampering. But uh, you know, we're already talking about the numbers here. We're not even talking about a team, a person possibly choosing this team, and and you know, saving face there. They, we're, we're literally talking about contract sizes for these players. So I don't know how they can have these conversations with players up until this point without you know it being considered tampering. So I don't know. If it's just if it's I don't know if I'm thinking out of the box here too far, but like, how can this be so? How can this be? How can they talk about contract sizes and stuff like that with players when free agency hasn't even started yet? You know what? It's it's confusing because I feel like the NBA decides when they wanna um enforce the tampering rules and stuff. Like I could have sworn the Lakers should have gotten punished for this last season because. I remember there was some um, reports and people saying that, you know, Lake I'm um, DeMar to LA was basically a done deal until they got Westbrook. Like DeMar was a whole free agent at that point. Like how did y'all already have a done deal before free agency had even started? You know, like it just doesn't make sense. And obviously the heat had to pay a price and it wasn't too much. I mean, all you gave up was a second round pick, but to still be punished for, just going out and getting Kyle Lowry. I mean, it's ridiculous, but at this point, it is what it is. You know, the Heat, you know, we know that the Heat are capable of keeping their tampering on low, but, you know, the NBA, we know how Adam Silver is. We know that this dude doesn't care. Like, I honestly don't know exactly how this dude likes to operate, especially when it comes to this whole tampering thing. It's confusing at this point. And it's honestly a surprise when someone, when a team actually does get accused for it. So that's all I got to say, because like I said, I'm literally just confused with how they want to punish teams. Cause it seems like they're just picking at this point, if they want to start using this rule and start enforcing it on teams, or if they just want to let it slide. So that's all that's on my mind regarding the tampering and stuff. And, you know, we talked about the free agents for the heat and, before um, we close this pod out, we do need to talk about the offseason predictions for the Heat 
And, you know, I want to hear what you guys think will actually happen for Miami. If you guys could give your realistic predictions for the Heat. Do you guys think the Heat get a couple big fishes here and there? Do you guys think the Heat run it back? You know, dare I say it? You know, I know that's three words a lot of Heat fans don't like to hear and stuff. But still, like, what do you guys think the Heat are going to end up doing this season? Uh, let's see. Flash, you could start us off. Right. So uh, I don't... I. I said that I thought that he needed a score because of the droughts, but in the situation that PJ Tucker would leave for Philadelphia, please don't. Um, I would say that a starting power forward is probably becoming the priority. And I think I like some names out there. I like Bobby Portis for the MLE. I like, I, I really like Kyle Anderson. That's my agenda going forward. Kyle Anderson is really versatile forward they can guard multiple positions so I love that but the free agent market isn't that strong anyways so I would probably explore trade options I don't know what power forwards could be available John Collins is asking for way too much I mean he's making way too much money um everybody wants Harrison Barnes I don't see that happening but who knows um so you need to just explore options at the four. You, you're going to have to unless you want Nikola Jovic starting at the four right away, which is probably not what Miami want to do. And other than that, you probably try maybe try to get a, a, a scoring guard. I re, I'm He's not really much of a scoring guard. He's more a defensive-minded guard, but I really want somebody like Gary Payton Jr. But obviously I know that the, the Warriors are probably going to move heaven and earth to keep him. But he would be a really good name to have. But other than that, you really just need to to sure up whatever you lose and try to build from there. I don't think you're going to see anything major happening. That's for sure. I agree. And let's see you, Monster. Yeah, I completely agree. I think at this point, it's kind of unrealistic to expect the Heat to pull off some major trade, especially with some of the news about Bradley Beal coming out. And Zach Levine, seems like they're both staying with their same teams. And we all know what just happened with Kyrie and KD. Um, I think some things target, just like Flash said, like there's players like Bobby Portis, even players like Torian Prince. Like there's some good power forwards that we bring in. We'll see if they'd be willing to accept the MLE, but those players would fit in nicely with this team. They both shoot threes, they can stretch the floor, and they both defend really well, and they rebound. There's also players like Otto Porter, who we just saw in the finals, who could fit in really well and give the Heat another forward, another option at forward. Um, this free agent class isn't the greatest, especially with the Heat. They're being caps, they're cap strapped right now. It's kind of tough for them to make some moves, but there are some decent names. I mean, Flash also mentioned Kyle Anderson. We saw him with Memphis in the playoffs. He was unbelievable for them, and I think he would fit perfectly with this team. Um, I think another name. I might be more high on him than other people, but Ricky Rubio, I know he's a, he's coming off an ACL tear, but kind of like him having that option at point guard for someone to come in and back up Kyle Lowry, because I really don't trust Kyle Lowry at this point in his career to really be a reliable point guard to make it all the way through the playoffs and actually provide this team a facilitator. Um, but yeah, I think this is going to be a tough offseason. Most likely the Heat are going to just run it back. Um, it seems like with the cap situation and who's actually available, it seems most most likely that we're going to try to retain our own free agents and find out these find these little hidden gems in the free agent class as well. 
Right. And I know a lot of people might not be pleased with that answer, but it is something that we do have to keep in mind that that's probably something that could end up being the case. And let's see you, George. Yeah, this is where I start to get a little bit frustrated because, you know, we open up this off this offseason with aspirations of Donovan Mitchell. And now we're talking about getting Carl Anderson, Ricky Rubio. It's absolutely doing my head in. So I'm. If you think this front office is about to sit there, sit here and become a victim of the offseason, which is basically, you know, every other team is making moves. PJ here, uh, teams re-signing superstars, and then the Heat go, oh, we're going to lose this player, lose this player, but that's all right. We're going to we're going to develop talent and then see where this how this went. You know how this goes. We tried that once. You know what that was called? The 2021 season when we got swept. This there is no <clears throat> possibility, and, and and no doubt in my mind that this or this this front office is planning something they have to be because if you don't improve you see how quickly how quick you fall in this league because when we're getting run up by teams you're getting swept by these these organizations and and we stop becoming competitive we see that the off season's the direct response to that is 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 the reason why we don't play well why we you know we don't have a great season or it's not the longevity we expect so i'm I'm sitting here going, you know, yeah, yeah, we have one player leaving so far. We, you know, reported by a Sixers fan. So I'm, I'm still hopeful on that situation. I'm not, I'm not going to lose hope yet. But I'm, I, I don't think I'm willing to spend the ten million when he's forty years old to do that. But I, I, I still think that there's bigger fish to fry when it comes to this. I, I, we can't go straight away from having all these, you know, big fish aspirations to then going. You know, this this player will do, this player will do, and we're going to lose all these players. It's just not going to happen. This team has to improve, and they have so many spots, you know, so so much roster, you know, roster space to fill up that I, I don't think that, you know, that we're just going to run it back, plain and simple. We, we freed up picks in the, um, you know, at the All-Star break for this situation. So if you think that we're going to sit here and then, you know, play and poach these, these minimum guys or these these guys are going to cost us like six to seven mil to then fill up roster gaps. It's not going to happen. Right. And Julius, what's on your mind? Um, I don't think, I don't think I'll run it back for sure. Um, there's some free agents that, that y'all may be able to get for the low or just don't sign certain guys and just bring these guys in. Like there's one hidden gym that I, I'm very high on him. I just don't think he's gotten a fair chance, which is uh, Marvin Bagley. He's a restricted free agent. You might be able, you know, he he's never really gotten a fair chance. And I think he can be really good in the league. Like they were saying earlier, Kyle Anderson, slow-mo, he's really good. I think Montrez Harrell, y'all need a four. Like, that's the problem. Y'all really do need a four. So, like, Montrez Harrell, uh, Kyle Anderson, Marvin Bagley, guys like that, y'all may be able to get. Chris Boucher, isn't he an unrestricted free agent, I think, this season? So, there's a lot of guys you might be able to get. So, it just depends on how the, how Miami wants to handle it and where they go in the future direction. But I, I think with the with having Pat Riley, yeah, I think having Pat Riley just – he's going to make something work, and it always works. So, mm-hmm. And what about you, Anthony? Yeah, I got to be honest. I completely disagree with you, George. I completely disagree. There is absolutely nothing wrong with running it back when you have a roster as talented as I believe this roster is. I understand you're saying, oh, we're going big whale hunting – and now we're talking about Kyle Anderson. All right, well, just a couple of years ago, we were deciding whether we wanted Giannis or Harden 
We ended up with Max Struess. And where did that lead us? It led us one shot away from the NBA Finals just two years after making the NBA Finals. I don't count that 2021 postseason at all. They're coming off the shortest offseason in NBA history. That entire thing was a fluke, in my opinion. I, I really believe that. And when you have a team with young guys like this team has, I think they will all improve, and I think there is plenty of internal improvements to go into next season with a real shot at winning it all if you run it back. Nearly everybody played terrible except for Jimmy Butler. Imagine if Max Drew steps up next year in his second-ever playoff run, Gabe Vincent in his second-ever playoff run, 22-year-old Tyler Hero, 25-year-old Dam Adebayo. There is enough internal improvement on this team that they can get there and as long as you have Jimmy Butler who is a top five player in the world you have a chance there's not always going to be a move out there about getting a Donovan Mitchell that's just not realistic that's not what the NBA is you have a whale his name is Jimmy Butler you don't need anybody else of course I, I would like to go out and get it but I honestly believe that this team has enough I love the Ricky Rubio name because Kyle Lowry's going to miss some time at his age. He's a guy that could step in there. Bobby Portis is great, but I don't think he'll be a mid-level guy. But there's guys out there that you can build around the edges and use this core and get back to the NBA Finals. I really believe that. Because if you start going big whale hunting to get a name for the sake of just getting a name, you end up paying my guy Hassan Whiteside $98 million. There's no reason to rush. When the move is there, it'll be there. I don't think Donovan Mitchell will ask out for this offseason. But don't make a move just for the sake of making a move. And now when Mitchell or Damian Lillard demands a trade a year from now, you have terrible assets and overpaid contracts. That's not the way to go. Take your time. Run with this roster bag and then go from there. All right, George, time for you to step up. Oh, if I had a sound, you know, a soundboard right now, it'd be popping. It'd be going off. This, this, look, Anthony, we're friends. I respect you. I respect your opinion. You know, you've always been a great fan. But. Oh, I love you, Joe. And, and I agree with you 90% of the time, but just this whole don't run it back, it's the worst thing in the world, it's unrealistic to me, and everybody forgets we're one shot away from the finals. If you would have asked any Heat fan last year if who's the pick to win it all, every Heat fan would have said Miami. And just because they fell one, uh, one shot short, everybody thinks that all of a sudden they're, they're trash? That's what I don't get. I ain't talking about we're trash, but you're saying you're talking about all this you know, Gabe Vincent, uh, you know, hype and stuff like that. You're talking about picking in a guy that just tore his ACL clean off the bone. I don't know how we're going to replace, you know, we're going to make these, you know, these troubles go away. You're going to pay Ricky Rubio $14 million, but you're not going to do this for any other player. That's what I'm saying. I feel like there's, there's someone out there. I'm not saying to make a move just to make a move, you know, because I want to walk out of this offseason, you know, being a winner. It's not about that. It's about saying we've got so much unreliable offense. You look at Tyler Hero, who disappeared disappeared completely off the face of the planet in the in this playoff run. He was the guy for us to come off the bench, to put up 20, 22, 25 points a game and to be our X factor. He didn't do anything like that. He, he did absolutely nothing. Duncan Robinson, we just gave the bag to, and he's absolutely useless without Bam standing in front of the defender to get him free. Well, we've got so many of these players that rely on other players to get them free and open, but this is called unreliable offense. Someone who can't get their own shot, uh, it's not that I don't want them on the team. They have a place. It's called a role player. But when you're not doing a role and you can't do it without someone standing in front of you, I can't. I can't sit there and say you're you're a contributing piece to this this team at a high level. We need someone to come in and to put up put points to the board. It's it, it is the way it is. We can't keep holding uh, holding teams to under hundred and having a record of like thirty something. Those are like 20, 25, and three when we keep them under hundred. We can't do that anymore. We have to be able to put points to the board when it counts. That that 
series against the Celtics, open open eyes for plenty of play, plenty of people. They've got scorers. They do. They've got two legit scorers who who absolutely kill it. And when we've got Jimmy doing what he does, which fantastic, love him. When he's playing his best, he's a top top seven, top eight player in the world. When he when he plays, you know, in that playoff mode. But then you've got Bam, who who just needs to get it through his thick skull. He needs to put points on the board. He needs to do this consistently. Not one game, not not two games. They they have to both show up every single night if you want to win. But when they've got those two players, you know, Tatum and 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 Brown, but then you got Derek White coming off the bench, putting up 18 points a game, doing what Tyler should do. That's that's experience, and that's someone that can get their own shot actually doing it. So, you know, I don't want to hear that we can't improve. We don't have to improve. We're going to wait and watch this team age another year. Yeah, and that's going to do wonders for players like Bam and Tyler. But for players like Butler and, and Lowry, they don't have that timeline in them anymore. It's win now. It's win right now. So to go on and get a player to really put points on the board, this, this is the offseason to do it. We have to back up talent with talent. And we can't lose talent and sit there and go, you know, we just got this player, this player, that will fill the hole. I feel like we just can't do that. That's that's the worst thing we can do. Right. And now I want to bring in a new fighter to the field. Monster, you got something you want to say? Yeah, so I actually agree with Anthony on this one. Sorry, George. Um, look, I think we were a lot closer. The Heat, I won't say we, I think the Heat were a lot closer than people think, especially you, George. I, I hear what you say about the offense, but look, a core of Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, that's a solid core in of itself to compete in the East. Adding these other smaller pieces, just like, for instance, a free agent like Kyle Anderson, Bobby Portis might not be exactly reachable for the Heat, but adding those other role players to fill out the roster is what makes this team a solid team to a contender. I don't think going for home run hits is going to be what this team has to do. I mean, when you have a player like Duncan, who's making so much money, he's really the only person who you could send in the trade to match the salaries. And like, I don't think any other team wants Duncan based on what they just saw in the playoffs. So I don't know. I just, I, I completely agree with Anthony on this one. We're a lot closer than people think. We were literally one shot away from taking down the Celtics, made that like crazy late game comeback in game seven. This team is so close and injuries are a part of the game. Tyler here was injured last year in the playoffs. I know he had the groin injury. It's, he didn't play as well, but another year under his belt, he just averaged 20 points a game for the regular season. And he carried us in the regular season another year under his belt. I don't see why he can't be another, or have another great season and carry that on to the playoffs. Bam Adebayo, same thing. I mean, he was a little bit inconsistent as well, but another season, another deep playoff run, why can't he be better? You have this entire team that's actually really solid and you have a really solid core. Adding these other smaller pieces is just going to help. It's going to make this team more reliable and plug in the holes. You've got a coach like Coach Spo. I mean, this is one of the best coaches, arguably the best coach in the game right now. He can definitely put together a game plan which would maximize the entirety of the team. So this team, in my opinion, is a lot closer than you guys think. Right. And you, what about you? I actually agree with George. Um, I just think y'all have to bring someone else in because every other team is going to get better. Also, we have to think about, like, the Bucks. Chris Middleton got hurt. He if he's healthy, and y'all play the Bucks in a, a seven game series. Honestly, if we're being realistic, I don't think it goes over six. But every team's going to get better. Teams are going to lose people. People are going to people. Teams are going to gain people as well. 
So I don't get why you would want to run it back when it didn't work, when other teams are getting better and building chemistry. Like Derek White, is, he came into the Celtics and helped out a lot. They're going to add other pieces. Uh, they're probably going to give young guys more opportunities and things like that. And y'all still have a really aging Kyle Lowry that probably may get some minutes. It's just – I get what George is saying. Y'all do have to get more offense on your team. Another shot creator, another offensive player can help. It's it helps. Like it helps a lot. It takes pressure off Jimmy, especially in the playoffs, because um, because basically offense is stagnant when you have no shooters. Like you have shooters in Tyler Hero, you have shooters in Max Struess, uh, but they didn't show up. So like when you have players, your shooters not showing up, and Jimmy Butler having to take the biggest load uh, on the whole team and you don't have a secondary score, it's just not a good thing. Like, you always need somebody that can – if someone's bad, you can have somebody else come in and pick up the side for them. It's, it's, I get what George is saying, and I kind of agree with it. Right, and Clutch, I know you want to hop into combo too. Yeah, I just want to say that because um, Drew brought up uh, Derek White, and that brings up the point that I was going to make. The offseason isn't the end-all, be-all for the 2022 Miami Heat. There is always the NBA trade trade deadline where a lot of moves happen, where Pat Riley is usually active, that can get the piece needed to get over the hump. So if we don't do anything or quote-unquote run it back in the offseason, it doesn't mean that we're not going to swing in the trade deadline. So I just want people to realize that. Mm-hmm. And George, should say what you got to say, and we'll wrap it up. I think I think Anthony was first. He wanted to say something before I did. All right, I'll make it. I'll make it quick. I cannot stand when people say every team is going to get better. That's the most dumb assumption that people say every year. Last year, when the Bucks won it all, all you heard is, "Oh, they they won it all, and all they're going to do is get better." And guess what? They didn't get better. Okay, and we saw he versus Milwaukee, and, and you're right, it didn't go past six because we beat them in six just two years ago when it was an actual equal circumstances. And listen, you guys are missing the point. All right, yes, we need more scoring. Yes, Jimmy can't do it all by himself. Yes, a Donovan Mitchell on this team is exactly what we need, but that's just not available at the moment. So yeah, we need some scoring. So go out there. Who do you want? You want maybe Will Barron? I heard his name. You want Alec Burks? Yeah, that'd be some scoring option too. But then if I told you we can add those guys, if I brought up that name, you'd say, oh, I want Donovan Mitchell and instead we got Alec Burks. Donovan Mitchell is just not realistic. So if you end up with Alec Burks, there's no reason to be disappointed. You did the best with the situation that you have. And frankly, Monster hit right on the head. You have a core that is a championship contender. You build these pieces on the outside that can fit these little, you know, fix these little problems that you have. And that's how you become a good team to a contender. So I just don't think the superstar well move is available right out there right now. That you got to get other guys, and I just trust this team. Right, and George, what do you got to say? Just, just one more thing as well. If we're gonna look towards, you know, say keeping keeping it internal and, and 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 you know grow throughout that, Tyler Hero is a player that is gonna get the bag. He wants to get paid. He wants the starting role. Now, is he ready for the starting role? Not in my opinion. Not at the moment. He's got too many holes in his game to be a starter. So you're going to pay someone like that 30, you know, 27, 30 million a year to go alongside the other 30 million the three $30 million contracts we have. We don't have that. If we don't package up someone, if we if you're looking towards packaging Lowry, Hero, you know, you get, you get seven picks as well to get a whale. That can get you a whale. 
And you're going to not just do that, you're going to free up cap in the future as well. Yeah, you're going to, you're going to absorb a contract that's 35, 36 million, but you're going to free it, free it up because in the future, when players need to get paid, you're going to think Max Schuster is going to get paid. You're going to think Hero's going to want a big, you know, a big contract. You think he's going to be humble about it? Absolutely not. So you're going to look towards the future as well. These players aren't just going to make us better now. It's also going to free up money in the future for us as well. And I agree, Clutch. I feel like if we don't make a splash this offseason, there's no way that we don't, you know, we're at least look to, to gaining real talent, uh, you know, the trade deadline as well. It's always a, a big possibility seeing how the team plays at the first half of the season, but keeping in mind that we always, you know, close to the end of the season, we tend to underperform before, you know, before we actually hit a playoff run. So, look, there's a lot of questions, a lot, a lot to be asked, a lot to be answered as well, but we just got to wait and see. Right. You know, I did not expect a huge debate to spark over this. I mean, I literally, as you guys know, I'm um, you guys here in the pod, like I literally took a topic out, assuming that this would be a little quicker. And the fact that here we are over 50 minutes in, like, you know, obviously it's going to be very interesting to see what the Heat do, if they are to run it back, if they don't. So we'll see what happens. Y'all brought up some great points. So we're just going to have to see. And, you know, it's going to be interesting because a part of me doesn't want to see the Heat run it back, you know. But then, as you said, Anthony, there's the idea that it was it was possibly a fluke, you know, when you look back at how that 2020-2021 season went. And, I mean, shoot. I mean, I trust Pat Riley right now. You know, after seeing what Jimmy did to bring Miami as far as he did, like, I, I trust him right now, and I know he's going to do right by him. And, you know, it's it's an interesting situation because there's not any stars that's available right now. Um, Donovan Mitchell, if for some reason you're choosing to listen to this, you know, just come come to Miami, bro. Just request a trade. I know y'all hired a new coach today. Who cares? Screw him and come to Miami, all right? Just make it happen. Make us Heat fans happy. And that way we don't even have to debate about running it back or not. So, Donovan, that's our message to close out today's pod. Anyways, with that being said, um, before we close out today's episode, make sure to check out our Twitter and Instagram page at HVTW Podcast while checking out our website at HVTWpodcast.wordpress.com. That way you still have access to 24-7 Miami Heat content, even when we're not recording a new episode. Now, since this is the offseason, we'll be slowly dropping episodes every now and then. But as time progresses, we'll be dropping even more content for you all to enjoy. So with that being said, anyways, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. And we'll see you guys soon with another episode. Hit my music because we out. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast.